what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. In this episode of Brothers in Tech, the brothers discuss the best strategies for sharing your videos, whether it be with just friends and family or the entire world. From visibility to format to copyright, we have you covered here on Brothers in Tech. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.tv podcast network. Uh, my name is Alan Jackson. With me is Brian Jackson. We are the Brothers in Tech. Getting Hello, close to holiday times. Hey, yeah, it's, uh, it's getting close to holiday time as we're recording this, Brian. So, uh, uh, you know, it's a little bit of time. We'll actually be in person before too long here. Uh, uh, yeah, this is, holidays. Uh, you know, uh, seeing you at Christmas is really... I don't know, not going to be that exciting because I've been seeing you every week and, yeah. you know, not that it was that exciting beforehand, but now it kind of feels really anticlimactic. Like, oh, really? I'm going to see you. Now I haven't seen you in person in a couple of years, maybe, or at least, at least a year. It's going to be just kind of a, oh, hey, hi, Alan. Good to <laughs> right. see you. Yeah. I'm wondering if like when I see you, will I want to go in the next room and FaceTime you so that I see you the no- way I normally well, see you and talk about it? We that, are going to record an episode or two, I think, while... um while we're together, but I am going to advocate that we do it from different rooms because I think yeah, it throws no, off the mojo a little bit. I agree. I agree. Our flow is so good right now. It is. The, uh, the, the digital transmission. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to don't want to do anything that's going to mess, mess, don't mess with perfection, Alan. Don't mess no, with perfection. I agree. So. I agree. No, I'm, I'm doing good, Alan. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited for another uh, fun-filled episode of Brothers in Tech. And, yeah. uh, and it's just you and I, you know, back to the, back to our roots, right? No, roots, no guests throwing us off this time. You know, we're, yeah. we're here ready to just plug forward. So, yeah. Well, and, and we have a, a fun topic to talk about. At least I think it's fun. This is something <laughs> I, I'm excited to talk about. Realize you're the one who was said fun about backup, right? Just remember, I'm, I'm going to continue to bring that up. You were so darn excited about how to back up I, your computer. So Brian, anyway. I need to go back and check our stats. There's a, good, there's a good chance that the backup episode might've been our most popular episode. I'm not, well, you listen to that. it all the time. <laughs> you listen to it, I'll, download it all the time, don't you? I circle, I'll circle back and let you know if that's the case. Okay. But I'm pretty sure that was the case. Please well, do. but this one, this one I do think is yeah. actually fun. I think a lot of people will find fun. Um, we're going to talk about video sharing. Now, we've done some previous episodes about shooting video, like with your uh, camera phone or maybe some small camcorder devices. We've talked about ways to watch videos, you know, through like video services, uh, streaming services, movies, TV shows, and all. But what I want us to talk about today is the idea of taking a video you shoot, you create. Uh, maybe it's a home video, maybe it's uh, a video of a performance of some sort, maybe it's just a video you just did for fun, and sharing it with people. Now, I, I say people loosely because could be sharing with just your family, could be sharing with a group, a community, um, an organization, a, a, a large group of people, whatever that group may be, the idea of sharing a video with them. 
And uh, we're going to talk through kind of the more specifics of that, specifically using a service like YouTube to do that, which is what I'm going to be kind of advocating, but we can uh, definitely talk through some different options too. But really, it's an idea of, of how to share this video I've shot, I've created, I've edited, whatever it may be. How do I get it out to the audience I'm trying to get it out to? Now, uh, before we get into talking about YouTube and Vimeo, some of these services that that's what they do, they specialize. I know, Brian, you may be asking a question. You may be saying, well, why can't I just, you know, if I shot the video on my iPhone, why can't I just um, airdrop it or message it or something to other users? And, I was actually um, going to ask, why can't I just put it on a VCR tape and send it to you in the mail? Oh, that was well, really yeah. going well, to be can, my, my first totally and most that. efficient way of doing things, yeah. right? No, but I, but but I am a VCR I, player in my office. I don't know if you can see that <laughs> in the camera, but seriously, I do keep one around because you wow. never know. So yeah. yeah, no, I know that is that is actually a, a truth. So if I shoot a video, let's say that I'm I, I go home and taking some holiday video on my phone, and I mm-hmm. want to share it with people, it sounds like and you know a first option that people have is, well, I'm just going to text it to them, or I'm going to share it via my share mm-hmm. file on the on the the, mm-hmm. the uh, the phone itself and say, share this with Alan, might as well text it to him or email it to them. Right. So tell yeah. me, tell me why I may not want to do that. Well, and I'm, I'm going to say that's still an option. I'm not going to say that that's a bad option. It is an option, but there's a few things you got to keep in mind with it. A, can all the people you're texting it to um, receive video as a text message? Can they receive video um, you know, by email? I mean, think about even by email. Sometimes uh, the video has to be fairly small for it to be attached as an actual uh, video to an email message. So yeah. then you're really restricted on kind of what you could send file size wise. Then there's, you know, some of your people you're texting to or sending the message to, if you're sending a video to them, may, uh, you know, that may be a pretty big file for them to get on their phone. Uh, whether they have storage enough for it to to save that video and keep it, whether they've got the right kind of data and bandwidth on their phone to really watch it. I mean, if you're talking like a two-hour concert, I'm just saying in yeah. theory, you know, you're sending to somebody, let's say it was a performance, uh, you, you're, somebody in your family's uh, got a band and they were putting out a performance and you take the whole two hours and you're going to send it to everybody. That's a huge file. And to send it by text or even by email you're going to run into a lot of, I think, a lot of complications or could run into complications. So now if it's just, you know, I've got my spouse or I've got one person that I'm going to share this video with and I know that, oh, yeah, they've got an iPhone just like I do. And, you know, I, I think they're pretty tech savvy and they probably have plenty of storage space for it. Yeah, I'll probably send it to them that way just because it's a one button easy thing to do. But there's just enough situations where you've got that kind of video and you you you're trying to share it to, let's say, you know, a dozen people and um, you really want to make it to where everybody can watch it easily. They can see it on the device of their choice. So maybe some people want to watch it on a TV set. Maybe some people want to watch it on their computer or some people want to watch it on their phone. That's why you would use a video sharing service like YouTube to put your video up because it kind of eliminates a lot of those issues. Um, you don't have to worry about how they can watch the video because you, YouTube's pretty ubiquitous right now. I mean, you, just about any kind of device you can get on, on the internet, you can access YouTube and you can watch a video. Um, YouTube will take care of your video and 
format it and compress it and all the backend technical stuff to make it play the right way on different people's computers. So if you've got somebody that's going to watch it on a very, very slow uh, data connection iPhone, YouTube can play a version of it that's going to be a lot lower quality version that will play better. If somebody's watching it on their TV and they want to see it in the full, the best resolution that you shot the video in, YouTube's going to f- allow it to be formatted that way so yeah. they can watch it that way too. It just kind of centralizes everything for you as far as videos go. And um, and so I think that's a service I don't think enough people maybe consider using it for personal purposes. I think you think YouTube and you think, well, it's for businesses, it's for groups, it's for entertainers. Public, it's for public display, yeah. right? They're yeah. trying to get millions of views on YouTube. And yeah, it absolutely is driven by that. But everybody who has a Google account and that is one caveat. You do have to have a Google account. That's another. That's something you just can't get away with on YouTube. Everybody that has a Google account has access to a free YouTube channel, personal channel they could turn on and start publishing videos to right away. Um, so we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, so Alan, let's maybe maybe let me back up just a second. So initially, so if I take a video, I take a video on my phone. Um, and I and I think I'm speaking for a lot of people who have had this, let's say, in the last 10 years, you take a video or you find a video, right, that maybe you're finding a video online or you have a video on your computer and you want to share that with someone else. It, it used to be step one was, well, OK, I'll just email it to them. OK, and we've all been in that situation where when you email someone a file all that is doing is transferring that file and you still have to, on the other end, have a way to play that file. So I think we've all been in the situation where someone sends you an email, you open it up and just like, I don't know how to play this file type. Okay. Well, maybe this was something on windows media player that isn't going to play on QuickTime. It isn't going to go Mac versus PC, all of that. So in terms of transfer, it's just like me sending that VCR tape through the mail, all that email is doing is giving you that tape and saying, you got to figure out how to play this, right? Yeah, you're um, on your own. Yeah, so the, the the kind of the second option where texting, right? Same idea, right? You could send a text file to someone, they open it up on their phone and their phone doesn't have a way to play it. Now, if it's a video, most likely they will, but there are some types of video files that, you know, uh, an iPhone won't play that a, you know, a PC phone or a, or a Android phone might play because of the particular type of program. So, so messaging is still doing the same thing, although it has the ability to maybe to play within that. So what you're suggesting is that rather than actually giving files to people, you display files, right? You have it, you have it in a way that people can actually see it and it's being presented to them, processed, presented to them. So it's almost like you're saying, Here's a here's the program that I want you to use to display this, and you don't have to download a program. It's just you go to this site where the program is there. So it feels like you know that's that's a really really clean way. It takes it takes into yeah. it takes the the idea of downloading anything off the table. You don't have to worry about space and size, right? You don't yeah. have to worry about compatibility, uh, all of that. Um, yeah, I so I do it, want to know a little bit yeah. about security because to me, if I'm working at school. You know, and this is something I get all the time is I have maybe a video of class that I need to share with students. Well, we'll share it via, you know, Moodle or some form of, you know, uh, classroom management, or I'll go on and use Google Drive and I'll post it to Google Drive and then send them a link. Okay. Yeah. And it also still does its own little video player within that. So tell yeah. me, tell me a little bit more about why 
Uh, yeah, why I so, might want to use something like YouTube, where it is actually being posted, as opposed yeah. to more secure, kind of just directly shared with someone. Well, well let me, I'll, I'll back up and say that, you know, I, I consider YouTube and Vimeo is the same way. Vimeo is another video sharing service you may have heard of, V-I-M-E-O. Um, it, it, it does the same thing YouTube does. But the the difference is is that it it's it's a little more geared, I'd say, towards artist. It's a little more geared towards creative work and creative pieces. You can put personal home videos up there. There's nothing saying you can't. But for Vimeo, it is a there is a free level uh, that will let you upload so many videos a month and so much size. And then beyond that, you do need to pay. YouTube, uh, there's not a a op, there's not a a paid option on using YouTube to upload videos and sharing videos. So um, that is one advantage with YouTube. Now the downside of YouTube is, you know, again, got to have a Google account to do so. Now, when we talk security and just kind of access to these videos that you put up there, yes, you're right. Sending a video to somebody directly email or texting it to somebody is the most direct one-to-one to make sure they've got it. Nobody else technically in that situation has access to that video. Now, a lot of people think if you put a video up on YouTube that all of a sudden it's just everybody in the world can see it. And that's, that's not true. Video uh, YouTube and Vimeo has a similar, similar classification. Uh, when you put videos up on these services, you have different options of how visible that video is to anybody else. So there's three options on YouTube specifically when you upload a video and we'll walk through that process of uh, up- uploading a video in a moment, but the visibility is kind of what you're talking about, I think, Brian, on on kind of viewing who has access to it. You can choose to have your video be public, which means if you tag it as public, if you choose the public option, anybody could find it. Now, it's not that does not mean that people will find it. YouTube's pretty big. There's millions of videos out there. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the idea of somebody finding your video is probably really, really small. However, uh, if you have it in public, it is possible somebody could find it. Somebody could just be searching on the actual thing that your video is titled. If you titled it uh, Sun's uh, Concert, you know, Music Concert, and somebody does a search on YouTube for Sun's Musical Concert, they'll find your video possibly. So it's public at that point. The other two options are interesting, and they're also a little confusing, so I want to kind of clarify this. Uh, the second option is called Unlisted. And unlisted basically means that uh, it's on YouTube. People cannot search YouTube and just find it naturally. Um, They have to have the actual link to get to the video to see it. So that's what it means by unlisted. It's not listed in any of the Google directories. But anybody who has that link can watch the video. This is the way I typically share most of my videos is that, look, I'm going to put it up and it's an unlisted video. I don't need anybody in the public to see it, but I want to make sure that I get this link to this video and that anybody I give the link to has access to see the video. So think about a family video. Think about you want to share it with your family. You go, you put it up on YouTube, you get the link, you set it as an unlisted video because I don't need everybody in the world to see it. I just want my family to see it. It gives me a link. I send that link by email out to my member, the family members and say, Hey, here's the video I just put up. Everybody can check it out. Oh, and by the way, if you want to forward it to another family member that maybe wants to see it, you can do that because the link will work for anybody. Now, granted, could somebody forward it out 
and send it out to a mass email list and everybody see it? Sure. I mean, again, I wasn't making it public. I wasn't not making it public because I was scared people were going to see it. I just didn't really want it to be like just found on Google searches or YouTube searches. So that's kind of a middle ground option. It's like you're not trying to keep the, the, the video locked down for only certain people to see it, but you just don't want it to be out there in the, the YouTube public view uh, for anybody to find naturally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind of a second option. Now there is a third option called private and private does mean that I'm going to identify the actual people that will have access to see this video and only they have access to it. Now everything hinges on people having to have Google accounts. You have to be able to say, okay, Brian, I'm going to put your name as a user that can view this video, but it's going to look you up by your Google account. And that's the account I need to give access to. So when you arrive on YouTube uh, to view this video, if you're not already logged into YouTube with that account, it's going to ask you to sign into YouTube or sign into Google with that account in order to see this video. But that is the best way to lock it down to exactly who you want to have access to it. Um, It takes a little more work because you've got to go in and make sure you can kind of find everybody that you want to add they've got to actually have YouTube accounts or Google accounts to do it. But if you really want to keep it locked down, that is the way to do it. That is a private way. Nobody can find that and find it or see that video unless they are on that authorized list of users that you, you created for it. So, so if I'm taking a video of family members, maybe young family members, um, children, and I'm very nervous about having any sort of images of kids up for public domain, public use, then the private is the most secure way of doing that, right? Make it it private, share it only with the people that you know you want to uh, have access to that information. And then can they can or cannot share that to someone else Mm -hmm. at that point? No, they they cannot. So it's only you. You can decide who gets to Mm -hmm. see it. Um, And then the only way that can really be shared is someone else hacking and doing screened video shots of what they saw or displaying it publicly. Right. That's the best way at that point to lock it down. And that's the case with anything. You can go back in and add more people to that Mm -hmm. private viewing link. So it's not like you're locked in. I mean, if you decide, Oh wow, there's five more people. I want to actually let them see that video. You can go back into the video on YouTube as the author of it and go in and say, Oh yeah, let me go ahead and add these other five people. And now if they go in, and view, try to view the video, they will now be able to see it where they were not before. Um, you have that control when you, when you set that up. Yeah. So I think that's important things to note. I mean, I think everybody that, that thinks that if I put it up on YouTube, it's just there for the world to see. And I don't want that. And just know there are different levels. And uh, I personally love the unlisted level to me. That is what I use for most of my videos. Again, just because it is easy to share a link. I don't mind it. If the, some people want to share it with some of their own contacts or friends, I just don't want it out there for the entire world to stumble across and find easily. Um, but it's nice having all three levels to work with for sure. Yeah. And again, Vimeo has a similar functionality. I was going to ask you yeah. the same thing there as well. Yeah. You can now, do they have to have a very private? Hmm? Is it the same thing? They have to have a Vimeo account to see once that's been posted privately um, or is that I do just not going think, back to a link? I do not think for viewing, I do not think you have to have a Vimeo account. Now I could be wrong on that. I, I, yeah. I do not think for just if you set them up by their email address, I think what it is is you put in their email address as users 
as long as they it, they get an email from Vimeo saying that there's a video available for them to see, they can see it. Um, but it's whether or not they need to have a free Vimeo account that I don't know. Okay. Uh, I need, yeah. It's been so long since I've had to go in and set that up. So yeah. yeah. But let's okay. talk about a um, couple more specific or particulars here. Um, and again, I'm going to hit YouTube mostly on this, but a lot of what I'm talking about is very applicable to Vimeo as well. Um, I already mentioned how with YouTube, you do have to have a Google account. Now this is the way Google works with YouTube and it's, uh, it, it throws some people off, but this is, this is the way it works. Your Google account is your personal account. It is attached to you as an individual. So Brian Jackson, you have a Google account. If you set one up, it gives you a Google address that is your Google account. Now, there are ways to use other email addresses and link it to your Google account, but that'll be that's another conversation. Let's just focus on the idea that you need to have a Google a Google account to do so. Everybody who has a Google account has the capability of setting up a personal YouTube channel for themselves. Mm-hmm. That's the way YouTube defines it as a channel. Almost imagine channels like your own little video library. It's your own little video hub of everything you could put up there of your videos belongs on your channel. What you have to do is when you are in logged into Google and you go to YouTube, there will be an option up in your top right corner. And I'm I'm not going to say the specific option because Google changes the way these menus work like every few months. So it could be out of date pretty easy, but you need to look for the option of saying that when you're in YouTube logged in with your Google account, I want to create a new channel. Okay. And in theory, if as of the way it's working today, uh, it should give you an option of saying, do you want to present, create a channel for you personally, or do you want to create one for a business organization? We're not going to get down the business route. That's if you truly like have a, a store, a restaurant, a business, a, a group, and you do want to create a channel for them, you could you could do that. But for personal purposes, you can create your own personal channel. So it would be Brian Jackson's YouTube channel. Okay. And at that point, Brian, popular. Mm-hmm. yes, yep. I, I, yeah. obviously right. at that point, right away, you have, have the capability of uploading videos to that channel. Okay. Now, for anybody who's not familiar with how that works and and sending things up to YouTube, uh, you do have to actually send the videos up to it. And you've got a couple different options on how you do that. Um, You can upload a video file that's on your computer. If you have a recorded video file, an actual playable video that you can double click and watch on your computer, and you have that video file. You can tell YouTube, I'd like to upload this video to my to my YouTube channel. It'll na- let you navigate your computer, find your, your file, and upload it for you. If you have a mobile device, a mobile phone device or tablet, where you have recorded a video or maybe somebody gave you a video and you want to put it up on your YouTube channel, um, you can either you can use the YouTube app that may be on those mobile devices. And it has the capability of saying, I want to upload a video. It'll let you choose a video from your camera roll, your photo library, your video library already. And you can do it from there as well. So uh, it's gotten fairly easy to upload videos to YouTube nowadays. They make it pretty simple. Uh, they, They will take a lot of different video formats. So 
video formats are not as big of a deal as it used to be years ago where we had so many different types of videos floating around. Nowadays, there's a lot more uniformity to it. Yeah. YouTube will still take the format you have uh, and, and work with it in most all cases. Yeah. Um, YouTube will let you upload the video. After it uploads, it will take some time to process it. And what it's doing when it processes that video is it's basically creating multiple versions of it in a way, different quality levels, different playable versions of it. And this is why I mentioned early on, if someone said, you know what, I want to watch this video on my TV and I've got a Apple TV, Chromecast, some other device, Amazon Fire, and I want to watch it, it could play the video back at the highest quality resolution on that device if that device is capable of playing that. If I'm watching it on my phone and it's a low data speed I'm, I'm on, it may uh, give me the lowest quality version it could play. But it's still playing the same video. It's just YouTube is handling all of that for you. It is processing your video uh, in that way. Yeah, And that okay. takes a few minutes, depending on the length of the video, but you have to wait for it to finish processing before it's available to online. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna bring that up as a question because that's actually one of the reasons that I have not used YouTube in the past to mm -hmm. quickly share a video. Right? right. If I take a video and I want to share it to someone and let them see it, that's where texting to someone is pretty easy way to do that. It gets across very quickly. They open it up, they sure. see it, it's all done. Doing it to YouTube means you do have to go through this processing. And if I have a let's say an hour or two hour long presentation, it takes quite a while for that to process. I'll come back later and sure. say, still processing, still processing, mm -hmm. which means I'm not able to share it right away. Or if I am, they're not able to see it right away. So just kind of a, a hint to people, it depends on what your long-term use of this video is. If you want yeah. this video up there to be able to share with lots of people, you want the best experience for them to see it. And you're not necessarily talking about sharing a video at the moment <laughs> you you were looking at the person you're or you were right. talking to them on the mm -hmm. phone saying hey let me show you this video this is not the way to do that but yeah. if you want that video up there for other people to see in the future and for you to be able to share again in the future this is a great move right no, I, I think that's a good way of looking at it is that this is not you know sharing services like vimeo and youtube are not for they're not really meant for a quick one time quickly show somebody a video type of thing. This is truly a, I've got a video and I'd like to put it up. I'd like to a keep it up in an online library, which is something YouTube is also good for. It's actually something I use it for is kind of as a personal like backup library of, of some videos that I just want to make sure I always have, you know, have another backup version of somewhere. And if I ever did want to share with somebody, I could, um, but it is meant a little more for not per perpetuity, but for a longer term viewing. It is a, yep. I want to have this video available for however long in the future. I may one day, you know, a family get together. We say, oh yeah, let's watch that video that mm -hmm. we shot a few years ago. And great. You know, it's on my video library. I can go to my video channel on YouTube and boom, there it is. And I can play it and, and not have to worry about it. So it is definitely meant for more of that kind of purpose as opposed to let me just send you this really video. I just want you to see really quick. That's not really what a YouTube is meant for. Um, so the one thing, Brian, yeah, you're right. The processing time does take a while. I, yeah. I will say it's gotten quicker. I mean, I do, I am kind of surprised. I remember the days of uploading a two hour video and yeah, it would take hours. It seems like to process that video. Uh, it seems to be a lot faster now. Uh, I'm not okay. going to say it's, you know, blinding fast it's still going to take some time to do it but um 
And sometimes it'll let you know if you set up your notifications on YouTube to say, hey, let me know whenever the video's done processing. It sends you an email and say, yeah, you're ready to go. And here's the link to that video you just put up there. Now, let me back up though. When you are uploading that video, you've gone to YouTube and you said, I want to upload a video or I'm on my mobile device. I want to upload it. It's going to pop up some windows while it's uploading that video to let you set a few things up. Uh, you give it a title, title to the video. You can put a description and the description will let you go like, I think like six or 8,000 characters. I mean, it was, you can go pretty long on a description if you wanted to. Um, it lets you choose a category that you feel like the video belongs to. Now the category is not important unless you're wanting your video to go public and you want other people on the internet to find it. Okay. If it's just a video you're using for your own internal private purposes, you do not need to worry about the category, but category may be entertainment, comedy, arts, uh, education, whatever it may be. Again, not important unless you want your video to be seen by others out in the public. Um, but most importantly, it's going to ask you that visibility question. How do you want your, your video to be visible? Do you want it to be public? That is by default. So pay attention. If you do not change it by default, your video is going to be public, but you can change it to unlisted or you can change it to private and you have that option to do that then. So it's important just to be aware of that and make sure you check that visibility option before you finish, um, processing the video. Um, now, at that point, uh, you know, the video after it processes, it will give you a link. There will be a link for that video. And that is the link that you can then take and either share uh, with people if you're going to give them the link and let them see it. Or if you chose to go private with it and you just want to uh, invite certain people to attend, then when you put in, there's a place where you can choose the people you want to have access to. They will get notified that there's a video they've been given access to. And as long as they log in with their Google account, they can see it. Okay. Now, the when one you, thing I haven't when, you, oh, when you share it with someone, can you can you provide some comments with the share? Like, um, hey, Alan, here's the here's the video I was telling you about. Or is I think that, so. Okay, I think so. I think you can yeah. send a message when you actually invite them to to have access to the video. Yeah, yeah. So if not, there's where the description might be helpful and all of that that they That's can true. quickly see is yeah. this something I actually want to be watching or not. Okay. Right. Now, uh, let's talk copyright issues because (laughs) a lot of people ask about, you know, well, if I, uh, I made a, I did a recording of my kid uh, singing, uh, lip syncing to a song and it's really funny and I want to share it with everybody. Okay. Well, here, here's a drawback of using a YouTube, um, is that there are copyright measures in place. Um, so in other words, YouTube is going to watch your video, not human beings watching it, but, you know, computerized watching and scanning it and scrubbing it to see, is there copyright material in there? And believe me, YouTube has got a very exhaustive database where it's going to check against every possible copyright infringement it may have. Now, here's the good news is that many times, uh, if you do upload something that has copyright material in it, YouTube will notify you and say, Hey, look. There's copyright stuff here and it's going to take one of several actions depending on the severity of that copyright that's in place. It's either going to just kind of give you a little warning and say, look, you can't make money off this video. Okay. 
you're not, we're not going to allow you to ever be able to put ads on it or make money from YouTube on this video because you've got copyright stuff. We just want you to know that people can still watch it. People can still play it. But if you ever decided you wanted to try to monetize it, like you think that uh, this may be something that millions of people are going to see and I want YouTube to pay me to put ads on it. Uh, it's not going to let you do that because it says you've got copyright stuff on there. Now, some copyrighted material, especially if you've got an entire song on there, or especially if it's a very popular song right now, uh, YouTube could block the video after they see that copyright material. They could just say, look, your video cannot be played in the United States, or maybe it's blocked in other countries. I've had that happen a lot of times with some videos we've put up where it says, well, your video is blocked in, you know, uh, the Netherlands. I don't know why, but the copyright there was a little bit more stringent. So nobody yeah. in the Netherlands can see my video, but it's okay to play in the United States. I just can't make any money from it in the future. Hmm. Again, for personal purposes, generally it's not a huge issue, but if you did put up a full song, fairly uh, a, a modern or more popular song, uh, there's a good chance YouTube's going to not allow it to be played uh, because of that. So yeah, uh, yeah. People can definitely push the boundaries and see what YouTube will allow or not allow. Um, I'm not saying don't ever put things that are copyright material up there because you've seen tons of videos online on YouTube where people are lip syncing to songs, they're performing songs, they're doing clips from movies and talking yep. about it, all of that, and that stuff still plays. It's just it's just going to add restrictions. It's going to say you just can't monetize this. You can't make money from ads. And if that's okay with you, then you're good. But just be aware that YouTube may block your video altogether if it feels like the copyright's a little too, too, uh, a little too blatant, or, yeah. or something that checks against their system. So, um, but the last thing I want to mention, Brian, about this whole sharing service idea—I mean, that that's really all there is to it at this point. If you use a YouTube, you use a Vimeo. Uh, you know, you can easily upload the videos. There's not really any true limit to the amount of videos you can put up. Now, I will say if you start a new YouTube channel, uh, initially, YouTube may limit how long the video is you can upload your first little bit. Uh, and they'll typically notify you and say, you know, you're just temporarily restricted to 15-minute videos or 30-minute videos for a while. But that normally goes away pretty quick after they've seen you start to put a few videos up. They start to allow longer videos to go up. So um, YouTube changes the rules around on that from time to time. So you just be mindful that if you first time using YouTube and you've recorded a three-hour concert and you're so excited about putting it up online, YouTube may prevent you from uploading long videos initially uh, because of that. But it is a restriction that will drop uh, at some point and um, let you upload longer videos once you get in the habit of putting up some shorter ones first. Um, and the last thing I was just going to mention uh, on this, and then Brian, I want to hear any questions you've got or feedback, is if you do decide, let's say you did record a really funny video uh, with your family and you're sharing it with your family, but then you realize, wow, this is actually something I'd like to put up and make public. I think this could be huge. I think people would like to see this and I want to maybe even find a lot of people to, to watch it. Um, the good news is you don't really have to do much to make it now public. I mean, you can actually go back into your video library on YouTube 
choose that video and instead of making it unlisted or private, you can change it to public. Once you do that, everybody in the world can find it. But not everybody in the world will and don't have any misconceptions that just making it public means all of a sudden you're going to get thousands or millions of views. There's a lot of videos on YouTube, a lot of competition. The things that you can do to at least try to make your video be a little more visible on the public is really pay attention to the title of your video. Feel free to go in and modify the title of your video, make it something with some key buzzwords that you think people might be searching for or might be willing to find. Um, and the next, and also make sure it's in the right category. Um, if it's entertainment, if it's comedy, if it's uh, educational, whatever it may be. The last thing I'll mention as far as a way to try to get your video a little more visible is uh, the thumbnail. Now, Brian, the thumbnail image of the video that you put up on a YouTube channel is when you're scanning YouTube and you've got all these videos uh, to choose from, the YouTube, it, the, the thumbnail is that static image that you see that kind of represents the video on the YouTube app or on the YouTube website. By default, YouTube's going to pick a thumbnail image from a frame of your video. So it's just going to pick one at a certain point and say, oh, that's your, that's your thumbnail. That's what we're going to use. You do have the option to go in and change that thumbnail, though, in that same place where you can go in and change your title and you can change your description. You can also change the thumbnail of your, your video. You can either choose a thumbnail from your video, like an actual frame from your video, or you, if you've got graphic design skills or maybe uh, know somebody who does, you can actually create your own thumbnail and do anything you want on that thumbnail, any kind of text, any kind of images that you think might get people's attention. And you can upload it uh, and change that thumbnail within your YouTube channel for that video. Um, the biggest thing YouTube users will use to find your video is going to be your title, the thumbnail, and then knowing what category it belongs in. The description is not as important, but by all means, you can put in some information about your video in the description as well. Just that's less and less important for YouTube searches these days. So just a couple quick points. If you did want to try to turn your video into the next viral sensation, there's a few ways you can start doing that within YouTube as well. But um, more than anything, I just want to talk about that whole personal sharing, just more of a, I've got video I want to share with a group, a family, an organization, a community, whatever it may be. And I want to get it out in the most accessible, convenient way possible. And I, I think YouTube is a great tool for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I blinked I out good. for, I, I mean, don't know, I pretty much covered that whole thing. Did I did. You? Okay. I Cause much, I, I missed, yeah, I missed a lot. I of that, pretty much ran that whole episode. I just noticed. <laughs> I, to I totally agree. I do have one question. So if I yeah, decided sure. that I wanted to share it on YouTube, Mm -hmm. Is it still possible for the individual on the other side to get a a file of that video? Can I share it in a way that they can download the video to use it in other ways? Or is it only at that point streamable? I'm assuming that if it's public, um, it's definitely not downloadable. Uh, right. So, yeah. So, and this, that's a good question, actually. I, I, it's been so long since I've ever seen YouTube actually have a download button yeah, yeah. for videos. I don't even know if it's really a thing anymore for them. Right, um, right. 
I think, and I think and there's, point, it's rare that you would need that, right? But, the, but right. the idea would be if I was sharing video with you, Alan, and you were going to put together a uh, compile lots of video from our family, this would probably not be the way to do that, right? That you are, no. you know, there's another way no. for me to share the video, this Drive, is not for, Google Drive, yeah. something like that, where you can actually This get is the not file. for sending people video, files. pieces of video that they're going to use for something else. Right. Now, granted, I've got a piece of software, a tool, uh, it's actually part of our setup uh, subscription we've mentioned before called Downy. And I think I've even maybe even mentioned it as a pick before where you can basically put in any YouTube link and it will let you download that YouTube video for your own purposes. But again, that takes an extra step natively to YouTube. No, the idea is not, I want to transfer a video to somebody else. I'm not going to use YouTube. I will use Dropbox, Google drive, some other file sharing service for that. This is truly a, I've got a video. I want some people to see it whether it's 10 people, whether it's 100 people. I want a group to see it. I want a family to see it, an organization, whatever. And I just want them to watch it. It's, it's not a matter of that they need to do anything with it. They don't need to download it. They don't need to edit it. It's truly just, I just want them to see the video. And that's what YouTube kind of excels at. So, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'll just add, because that. given that I really haven't added anything to this episode, let me, let me try to add one piece from my particular profession. And I know, Alan, yeah. you do some of this as well, that when you're presenting, whether it's a PowerPoint presentation, something like that, generally we think, well, if I want to show a video as part of that presentation, I need the actual physical file to put into the presentation so that it shows up within the the slide as a, as a video. For those that have used or have the availability of Keynote on your Macintosh computer, Alan, I don't know if you've used Keynote recently, some of the more recent versions, but you can actually oh, yeah. put a link to the, the YouTube in there, the, the YouTube video. It will stream it in, in the actual slide as if it was a downloaded file already, as long as, of course, you yeah. have an internet while you're presenting it. So that limitation has started to be removed as well. I assume PowerPoint will eventually do that. They'll eventually find a way to kind of stream within the, within the mm-hmm. slides from YouTube. But um, so if, if, a, that a, a, a if that was a cleaner way, drawback, yeah, yeah, if that was it. a drawback at one point, which always was with me, so, you know, if I wanted a video, I didn't want to have to have a link in my slides that then opens up another web browser, that whole issue of kind of showing them uh, something via YouTube. Now you can actually yeah. uh, with keynote, have that show uh, within the slides itself. So, yeah. No, absolutely. That's great. Uh, you're right. Uh, is Again, I, I really do feel like YouTube is probably the most ubiquitous way to get your video out. I mean, even if you have a website, uh, they may, they provide you with embed code for any, any video on YouTube where you can embed that video into your website and it can play within your website without you having to worry about hosting a video file or video format or whatever to work, work on. So I do, I love YouTube. I, I, from a creator standpoint and from a publishing standpoint, yes, you know, you do got to have, have the Google account. You've got to be okay and comfortable with Google and all your information being up on their servers. And, but if you're okay and comfortable with that, it's a great video sharing service. And I just hope more people realize that you can use it for some very personal, uh, smaller scope uh, needs and not feel like it's just you're trying to create the the next big viral video for anybody either. So um, yeah. it's a it's a great service. It's a great great tool for that. And again, Vimeo works much the same way. It's just you will run into some restrictions with, with Vimeo on a free service unless you go to a paid version with that. So 
So Alan, give me, all give right. me your, give me your takeaways. So yeah. at the end of all this, someone maybe if like me fell asleep during your, uh, your long lengthy YouTube element, tell me, tell me my takeaways. What are, what are my cliff notes of your, of uh, your, what do you, what do you want people to take away from? Yeah. I, I think, YouTube? I think the biggest thing for people to understand out of this episode, the biggest takeaways, one YouTube personal channels are free and an easy way for people to share videos with a small to even larger group of people. Okay. Um, two, you do need to understand how to properly share your video. What those settings are for public unlisted or private, and also be mindful of copyright issues and just realize that YouTube could block your video to some degree if you're using copyright material in it. And three, if you ever decided that you really want one of your videos on your personal channel to try to hit it big, um, the things to try to make sure you do are set the video to public, uh, really craft and pay attention to the title, the category that your videos uh, lumped under, and uh, customize that thumbnail. Make that thumbnail something really uh, interesting and attractive for people to see and find. Um, there's a lot of other ways to get your video seen, but that's the that's the where you got to start uh, for sure when you do that work. So that's the big takeaways there. Um, awesome. Yeah. Man. That's good. Yeah, well, that's that video sharing on YouTube and video. Uh, so again, we encourage any questions, feedback, or ideas on this topic or anything else we talk about. And Brian, how how, how can people do that if they, they do have some thoughts there? Well, if you've got some information for us that we can share uh, via uh, the uh, way of sharing videos, other ways of sharing videos, or if you have some ideas for new topics, uh, send us an email at info at the mesh.tv. That's info at the mesh.tv. So. Alan, I have to say that was, I mean, surprisingly helpful given that you, you know, were the one providing a lot of that info. That was really, yeah. really good. Yeah. That was good. You're welcome. People uh, yeah. might actually, might actually benefit from hearing you. Uh, you think so? Go think, well, maybe, maybe. I mean, let's not go crazy. Actually, yeah. Maybe. Might be helped by that. So. There might be. Good. There might be. So. All right. Well, good. Now <laughs> as a good. fit, as a final note on this episode, I'm going to go take all of my uh, personal home videos that are on my channel and I'm going to turn them all public and flood our audience with all of them that they can all enjoy. <laughs> you are going to become a YouTube star with all of your old videos. Yes. Home videos. Yeah, um, I, right. I cannot wait for those 18 views <laughs> that are going to skyrocket <laughs> these videos. Uh, so again, that's great. This is what it's for. This is what we use it for. So, awesome. all right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We will be back uh, next week with another episode, another specific topic on family, home, or personal tech and how to, or things to be aware of. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you at the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.